from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hey, everyone. It's Dom here. I just wanted to give a quick heads up before the episode starts that today we will be discussing suicide. And we know that can be a distressing and sensitive topic. If you or anyone you know are experiencing suicidal thoughts, please seek help and visit sprc.org. Or if you're US-based, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 988. Take care of yourselves. We love you. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Hello. How you doing? Good. And yourself? Lovely. Just having <gasps> the bestest day thus far. How is it? Uh, is it starting to get crisp and fall and beautiful over there on that side of the pond? No, it's well, yes, it is what you would consider it to be. Yeah, it's just like wet. <laughs> it's just uh, rainy. It's just super <laughs> rainy. Just that England gray that I miss. So yeah. Doing. Yeah. That's that's sort of where we're at, which is fine. That's okay. That's yeah. what I signed up for by being British. Yeah. Speaking of gray and dreary, we have quite the episode today, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will be completely honest. I have not done my homework on this episode, so I'm fully flying by the seat of my pants here, but I was in it, so I feel like I'm going to yeah. remember at least the bits that I did. Um, so for myself <laughs> included, here's the information. It's episode four, season two, entitled Day of Wrath. Uh, the air date was January 23rd, 2017. Writer was Jamie Gorenberg. We love Jamie. Um, director Joe Lazaroff. We also love Joe. Yeah, Joe. Starring Kat McNamara, Dominic Sherwood, Alberto Rosende, Matthew Daddario, Emerald Tabir, Isaiah Mustafa, <clears throat> Isaiah Mustafa, Harry Shum Jr., guest starring Alan Van Sprang, Christina Cox, David Castro, John Cor, Caitlin Lieb, Maxim Roy, Nick Sagar, and Stephanie Bennett. I paused on Maxim's name because I think... Some stuff about this episode just came back to me. Is that this episode? Yeah. Uh-huh. It is? Okay. Yeah, there's there's a lot of... It's going to be bloody good. I'll just tell yeah, you. Yeah, I It's funny. We were talking about, now, about shootouts, Western just, shootouts and people and such. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's all yeah. coming back to me. I just... I wasn't there when this thing happened, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Well, we... You know, here's, here's the thing. 
the Institute has wards and is very uh, protected from the human world, but in this episode, the Institute comes under attack. No one is safe when the Shadowhunters come up against a new kind of demon. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Clary continues to struggle with the new Shadowhunter order as Jace is being held in the City of Bones with an unknown fate, and all suspicion in the Shadowhunter world continues to rest on Valentine's daughter. Thanks, Dad. When duty yeah. calls, Clary gets a little reprieve from the family drama as she helps Alec and Isabel hunt down a powerful demon. But what starts out as a routine mission quickly puts the Institute on high alert, and what happens next will change everything for the Shadowhunters and their downworlder friends. Meanwhile... Jocelyn has a proposition for Clary as Raphael and Simon ramp up their hunt for Camille. Whew! Busy time in the Shadow World. That's a lot. That's, That's a, a lot, lot going There's on. There's a lot going on. Um, filming began September 12th, 2016. Oh, that's interesting. This was the first episode that was written without a draft or outline because that was when Todd and Darren came onto the show. And oh. the first few episodes of the season had already been lined up. And this was kind of their first step into... Uh, their version of the well, story. Well, that's interesting. Basing. I didn't know that. Yeah. How do they, I didn't how know do that producers either. find this stuff out? That's crazy. How? I don't know. Is and someone... it's also the final appearance of Stephanie Bennett, John Core, and Caitlin Lieb on the show. And somebody which else. I don't think we, well, which I don't think we knew on the t- <laughs> at the time as well. I mean, I think we knew John. It would probably we knew be John. his last episode. We knew episode. about John. I think they told him. I think they made him aware. They're pretty yeah. good at like, as a general rule, when someone's, meeting the end of their uh, sort of story um they're pretty good at, at letting people know in general mm-hmm. i think on tv shows like it's not ju- it's not a surprise normally normally you're sort of told right. that this is the end as it were um yeah, yeah wow <laughs> lots of uh, lots of goodbyes in this episode yeah. i was talking to a producer the other day on set and they were saying that yeah when uh, whenever they take an actor to dinner it's usually they're either killing them or they have to get naked on camera <laughs> or they have to get naked <laughs> so yeah, it's like you have a nude scene or you're dying. We don't know which. So just this be protocol needs to change, dinner. man. This nudity <laughs> thing. Like I remember there were we actually was it. I have been a party to issues with nudity before. Like there's a whole regulation yeah. that you have to go through. It's not yeah, just yeah. like oh, by the way, this is happening for both men and women mm-hmm. on set. Like there's this whole regulation that you you have to follow. It has to go through your agents and your team. You have to give permission ahead of time. And I think a lot of yeah. times, less so now, fortunately, it's all starting to change a little bit. But it definitely in the past has, was just this like horrific thing where you'd read it in the script and you'd be like, oh, I'm naked. So yeah, wish someone had told me about that because that sucks. But times are changing. But times hey, are changing for the better. Back to uh, back to this episode in which I don't think anyone gets naked in this episode. No, I don't think no. so. I don't. I mean, no, we don't blood. really have any nudity in the show. Anyway, well, that's free form. Yeah, we had some like shirtless stuff, and yeah. I think the most we got to was like underwear at any yeah. point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh no, that's not true. The werewolves had to simulate nudity. Oh, fair, 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 fair. It was never actual nudity, but simulated yeah. nudity is like, and uh, yeah, because Chai had to do it, and uh, I'm pretty sure Alicia, Alicia. had to simulate. Yeah. yeah, like it's yeah, you do have to simulate nudity, and you it's that's tough. That's a tough thing to say. Oh shoot, I remember this shot so i i found the episode it's now playing in the background and i remember the first time we got to see that over the it's you entering the city of bones we actually got to see the scale of the city of bones and i think oh, this yeah. was like philippe's first foray into like oh look at what we did here like we changed the portals around and whatever but this they actually <laughs> gave us some free like free reign to do stuff man yeah. this shot is cool it looks it's like so a miniature cool. I- it does. Well, and I remember doing this as well because we were in – it was when we were on the set that they used on The Strain, which actually mm. ended up being um, – for those who don't know, The Strain is another another vampire show that also shot in Toronto. And actually, another fun fact, this is when we had Matt Hastings fully kind of taking over with production design. So not only did we go back to the set of The Strain to do The City of Bones one more time, but Matt Hastings had called up Legacies and Vampire Diaries and said, hey, you have a bunch of skulls and bones and things laying around can we can we borrow some and he brought those in and threw those into the strain set to make the city of bones bonier bonier we needed a <laughs> bonier set for the city of bones because it couldn't just be the city of like dust and spider webs that doesn't yeah. quite sound shadow huntery enough no the city of, of a couple femurs laying around yeah just like a, a random metatarsal and you're like oh gross but you just sort of move on it doesn't have the same uh morbid like gothic look i think needs yeah. some proper bones Exactly. And we had lovely Stephen Hart back playing mm-hmm. um, Silent Brother. 
I still, I would always marvel on set every single time with uh, them just drinking all day long as opposed to not, you know, juice and soup and things. I get it. Through the straw because they (laughs) they would undo one of their stitches in their mouth. Mm -hmm. So all of their little crosshatch stitches are like this. And they would just have one that was Mm -hmm. big enough for a straw. Because the other guys, so later on in the episode, the whole soul sword thing and torture and yelling, it's brilliant. But oh, yeah. the other guys are wearing masks. I'm pretty sure it's just yeah. Stephen, where they actually shut his eyes and do the prosthetics. Oh, the rest right. of the guys are wearing like full head masks. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, it's um, like a rubber Halloween mask kind of a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty sure. And here we have a, a very, a very slightly confusing scene of Jason Clary. I always forget if this is the dream sequence one or if this is the real one. We get jabbed. Yeah, this is the real one. Yeah. This was like the first time we got to show proper blood on the show as well. Do you remember you had the blooming rig? I remember. It was the one and only time we did it. And they didn't end up showing it in the end. No, it didn't, it didn't work really. I remember on the day yeah. it didn't really work. Like I think for – so for anyone who doesn't know, a blooming rig is uh, is like a essentially a blood pump that goes underneath your costume. So if you ever see – if you ever see someone get shot or whatever, the bloom is the blood leaking and you see it sort of spread across the body. Um, and obviously there's a rig underneath your clothing that releases the blood slowly and it it just sort of spreads as if it's coming from a wound. But I think that in this case, the blood was more like FX blood that was designed to sort of stay in a place and it was a little thicker. I yeah. can't remember if that's more or less viscous. Um, does viscous mean, mean thinner? I don't remember. I, I think it does. I think viscous is is... Flowing fluid is flowy. Yes, yeah, so it was. It was not viscous enough. This blood, yeah, and it just it maybe. didn't really bloom. It just wrong. sort of came out and didn't give us the desired effect, which is a shame. But I, I'm with you. Let's let's keep watching. I don't remember if this is the dreamy yeah. sequence. Uh, it is not. I watched a little bit ahead as you were explaining the blooming rig. It is uh, not the dreamy sequence. This is the actual one where Jace goes, you know, leave me. I'm no good because at this point you're, you know, Valentine's son. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know is the thing. I'm Valentine's son. I've got this this darkness in me. Oh, poor yeah. Jace. Poor Jace at the end of season one and beginning of season two. And then again at the mid-season break of season two. And then at the end of season two. And then a lot of season three. It's not great for him sort no. of most of the time. It was really nice playing a lawyer for a bit, though, where I wasn't worried about like dying or getting shot. Well, that's nice. I'm back in there. I've never gotten out of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now we're back at the Institute. After Jace shoes Clary away and says, "Leave me here. Don't don't get involved." It's, mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And then now we're back at the institute. We have a little Magnus and Alec reunion after Alec is back and well after Jace having and you know done the parapetai tracking and healing, etc. Um, and they still haven't gone on their first date, which is unfortunate. On their first date. I know. Still it's gone on their first date. time to find to, I, time. It's it is time for them to find time for a date, but it's tricky to find time for a date when your time is constantly occupied by the world coming to an end. Like yeah. during the zombie apocalypse, when do you go out for like a picnic? You know what I mean? In fact, a picnic would probably be the worst possible thing that you could do <laughs> during a zombie apocalypse. It's just, like, yeah. just yeah, out in an open field where we can get attacked from all sides by zombies. It's a horrible idea. Yeah. I'm scratching it you off know. the the potential date list. Poor Raj. Honestly, he comes into these Dang scenes Raj. like, I just, this is, it's so fucking funny and he's so good at it. He like, <laughs> he comes into these scenes already dejected. Like he comes in just yeah. like, oh, I, hey, I don't want to deal sorry. with these people. Don't and he's right. <laughs> he's right. Like he's, he, it, all he's doing is his job. He's actually the best shadow hunter out there. He, he just, really he does as he's told and just tries to keep people safe. Oh man. What a shame. Yeah. Poor guy. Ah, and then, then Clary's coming back and Jocelyn intersects yeah. you know clary's trying to do her job clary's like look i gotta go to a briefing i just tried to save your son that you tried to kill from city of bones like you care and jocelyn goes hey honey by the way um it's so good to see you again uh i'm going to idris would you like to come with me that's what she thinks <laughs> hey hey not yet though sorry sorry but you know jocelyn being valentine's ex-wife and having just now come back into the community she has a lot to prove in the same way that clary has a lot to prove being valentine's daughter and you know because of what jocelyn has done over the years they've given her a chance and said all right we'll offer you a job in idris come prove your loyalty prove you know that you are not a spy it's not going to happen well you know she's she's going to she's going to go but she clary may or not happen. clary may or it's may not, not. Happen. Because Clary's torn. She wants to be here. She's found a family. She's finally feeling as though she has a home and is a part of the team. And 
has found her place a little bit. Mm. And honestly, she's not over her mom lying to her yet. Yeah, it was a big 18 one. 18 years. It was a big lie. And then also like the brother thing. Yeah. Lies upon lies really upon nice lies. really nice to know. Uh, she did her best. Yeah, she did what she could. Ah, but now, as if, you know, it didn't make it even harder for Clary, she actually gets to be a part of the team and go she hunt some shadows. She gets part of the team and go hunt some shadows. Yes, she does. She does get to hunt some shadows. What's Luke doing? Look you know, at him in a blazer. I know. See, oh, I, I, see. I love it when we get to do this. We did this so rarely on the show where you actually get to see Luke be a cop, and, mm-hmm. but but ride the line and per, sort of liaise between the shadow world and yeah. the human world, which is so cool. And he just does it. It's just walking right through that. Through that right portal, through man. it. Everyone's got their holsters as well. Remember season one, the swords would just kind of appear out of wherever <laughs> and very often it looked like we were <laughs> literally pulling them out of our ass, which yeah. had to change. There's one scene in particular with me where it literally looks like I've just pulled the entire sword <laughs> out of my ass. I mean, look, we just turned into the skid at a certain point, you know? Yeah. Now <laughs> now we actually have holsters, which I think is so cool. Yeah. And we got good with them as well. Did you know, were you there? I actually met the person who bought my holsters at the end no, of I the wasn't. show. Yeah. I they, that uh, one. they let me put them back on for the first time in like four years. It was crazy. Oh, like, wow. you know, we got it, we got so used to it just doing yeah. the buckles and whatever, you know, we would be doing as we were talking or as we were getting mic'd or in a scene, whatever it was. Um, and that was cool. It was such a, a weird, like, flashback where my body just was like, oh, I know these things. And I just did did everything. And before I knew it, they were wrong. It was very nice of that yeah. person. Thank you. Please take care of them because they mean a lot to me. And now hopefully they mean a lot to you. That's amazing. Well, speaking of bodies and mm. uh, things that look really good in season two, check out this heart ripped out. Yeah. I mean, this poor Monday. And also we have the iconic Alex saying, hey, Frey, for the first time. I'm oh, really? part of the team. That's yeah, the he first goes, time hey, he Frey, says it ever? Let's go. Yeah. He calls me her or little girl or yeah. mm-hmm. the mundane or Clary. Yeah. Valentine's daughter. Annoying you know. colleague. That actually yeah. might have just been Matt talking about you, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I remember doing this scene with Matt. And it was the first time that Alec and Clary actually got to do a real job together where Alec wasn't trying to, you know, chase after her from running away. Mm. And something, you know how fast Matt walks. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the scene was a walk and talk. And I, I never said anything, but it was so fun because he does walk so quickly. Clary just kind of had to scurry after him yeah. like a little puppy for most of the scene. And it, this is so like, it's so New York and it's actually very yeah. London as well. Um, he is so unwilling to change his walking pace for anyone and if something yeah. unbeknownst comes in the way it's very very city behavior like it happens to me in london as well and then i, d- I live just outside of london this like little town and people walk slower here because we're in the country and i still have that city mentality so i like i'm walking behind like an old lady with her little stroller and i'm like why is this person in my way and i have to gather myself again for a second and be like that's right i'm not in the city people are just enjoying their day just let them enjoy their day oh dear yeah. <laughs> I also remember when we were shooting this scene, it was in a some neighborhood in Toronto, and there was a person uh, who lived in one of the apartments up mm. above these shops that was very unhappy that we were shooting so late at night and just started yelling out their window in the middle yeah. of the there's, I, there, but also these I'm people sorry. are made aware. Like you're, you're told, you get given these letters, and I think you have the right to say you have the right to argue against it later on, but we give you the hours, we give you exactly what's going to be happening. You know, we tell you if there's going to be. So I'm sorry, random spectator, but you were made aware that we were shooting and you chose to ignore it and that's on you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. We actually have a very cool scene. Not cool. It's a horrible scene coming up, but it looks, it's very visually cool. To almost to the point where I was like, did they use a laser pointer for this? Like, that's how good it looks, but it's not it a laser pointer. Have. I don't think so. I think this is CG. Oh, no, but I mean, on the day, I wonder if they did to oh, for just so they knew exactly where it was. Yeah. yeah, that's possible. Yeah, but the laser itself, the UV laser looks fantastic. It's even mm. reflecting in his eyes. If you watch it closely, when it gets close to his face, it's reflecting in his eyes. Fantastic. Also fantastic acting from both Nick and from David. Congratulations, yeah. gents. That was an awesome scene. That's what I love about folks VFX. It's those little details. You know, Philippe yeah. was always, always looking out for those little things that he mm-hmm. could tweak and change and improve every time we did something new. Yeah. And uh, I can't get over the fact of how much, you know, Nick Sagar is a wonderful human and just so entirely evil on our yeah. series. I think that, that, that happens sometimes. Like the the nice, the nicest people often play bad guys yeah. really well. You know Look what I mean? Look at our show. Anna, yeah. Alan, Will. Yeah, 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 yeah. Luke. Yeah. All big old softies. Luke. Luke, Nick. I think, actually is probably a demon in real life. I'm pretty sure I said it to his face. We need to – have we spoken to Luke? Why have we not had Luke on – oh, because he doesn't come in until like season He's three. He's not here yet. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. I think some point we're going to have to do a Morgan Stern kids like therapy session. A group thing. With all four Honestly, of us. Honestly, a group yeah. one wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, the Shadow Hunters us, in. Yeah. We can get like – Isaiah and Alberto in do like a, and Maxim and do a little like family thing and I'll just be here like hey. yeah. how's it going? Hi. <laughs> um, get the Hi. Lightwoods in and I will be probably yeah. excluded from that also as often happens. No, Bastards. you're a Lightwood. I'll just be here to moderate. Hey, what's in that box that Alberto's trying to open? Uh, Camille's grave dirt. Oh, why mm-hmm. does he need they that? Have to, that's how they track her. Oh. That's how you track a vampire is their grave dirt. And uh, it can only be opened, I think we find out later in this episode, that it can only be opened with her blood, which Simon has because in his blood. he was sired by Camille. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. This is a good show. Honestly, I should, I should watch it. What happens next? Now we're back in the City of Bones. We're back in the City of Bones. And you're there and you get stabbed. By who? Yeah, who gets this stabbed? This is where we've got the, the blue knee stabbing. I stab you. You stab me. I stab you. That's right. You really enjoyed this on the day. Do you remember this blooper where I like headbutted the railing by accident? I came at it with a little yeah. too much zip and clocked it. Yeah. yeah. There you go. It's all right. You just were you just really, really enjoyed stabbing me over and over yeah, and over again. I was really looking forward to it. That's the yeah, that's know. the thing. I, it's because I've been <laughs> stabbed a lot and you've not been stabbed at all yet, I don't think. Yeah. Have you been stabbed yeah, yet? Yeah. No. This is the first stabbing. No, I had not been stabbed yet. Nor I think right? you're the only person that actually stabs me on the show. You stab you. In season three on the bridge in Paris, you stab you. Oh, yeah, I stab me. There you go. That's true. That's true. Twice, I do. actually. I do Don't stab you? Me. Right. Oh, no, because you stab him and it affects you. I stab him and then I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that I stab counts. me. Technically, still stab you, still affected you. That's true. Know. Maybe. Kind of stupid prison gives you a knife. You know what I mean? Oh, it's a dream. I remember. Oh, well, yeah, you didn't dream. give me a knife. I stole it off you. Yeah, yeah. It's all coming back to me. Wow. And then as you wake up from this dream. Who's there? Who but. 
who but in in neighboring cells no less there's also there is a gap <laughs> there is a gap in my cell a hundred percent big enough for me to fit through because I think I noticed that when we were filming and tried to squeeze through it that. yeah there's a gap in think- my cell didn't you try and get stuck or did you try and get out of camera? Maybe remember. I got stuck. Yeah, I was in better shape back then. Back when we were training four times a week with good old yeah. Nuno and then Darren and, and the boys. I was in better shape. Now, Right now, I could squeeze through that in a heartbeat. And I think if Jace had waited like a week and a half without any food or sustenance, you know, yeah, slipped straight through. I'd have been like, see you guys, I'm out. I will say though, the Silent Brothers should have thought this through a bit more rather than putting the mentor and the student next to each other in yep. adjoining cells. Yeah. Although maybe it was a form of torture for you both. I don't really know. But we do learn in this scene that the City of Bones, one of the effects and one of the punishments of being a prisoner there is that they make you relive your worst nightmare and your worst fears over mm. and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Not a great place to be. Yeah, not a great place to be. It's funny that Jace didn't dream of ducks book fans right? but i guess that wasn't also very shadow hunter either he's being chased around by ducks or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah just just like clary dies and suddenly a duck just a quack yeah Oof. i mean <laughs> that would honestly not it, like the concept of it in my head isn't a great like it is quite scary anyway yeah oh matt had a cross draw that's so interesting has he always a did he always draw. have a cross draw sword he drew from his left leg i think he did I remember that because there were times where he's like, oh, yeah, because I think it had to do with where the bow was. So he had one and oh, I, I don't know. It's Matt. He thought it through, obviously. He did think it. He definitely Somehow. thought it through, did Matt. Yeah. 100%. Oh, that's when I still had Bubba sword. I still had just one little sword. Yeah. You had a little baby sword. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. That was a fun sword, honestly. That was, I, yeah. I really liked that one. That was a good one. The Kindrels are great also, though. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> we get new weapons. Later yeah, we get to weapons later. On. Yeah, poor little Mundy. This girl was great. Also, I remember yeah. she was so so in it and so good to work with. But um, you felt for her because we had to just be like, hey, just sit in the just sit in this alley, just this little back alley in Toronto. And this fine. was pre us having this alley set, right? This would have been on yeah. the street. Yeah. It was full practical alley. Yeah. Um. Oh, I remember this scene. Oh. Luke yeah, and this Jocelyn. is like the one genuine Jocelyn Luke scene we get in the entire mm-hmm. series. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> There's not going to be many more after this episode, let me tell you. <gasps> no. But it's, it is it is nice to see these two because obviously they've had a lot of... They make know, out. Luke's had to... They are yeah, making they make out. out. Oh, they make out. for you guys. Oh, look at poor Raphael's face. He did not look good. Wow. Our, our practical effects team did an amazing job there. Yeah. That is incredible. I got to say, I miss the training room set. It's so beautiful. It is beautiful. And the way that they built up, again, folks who VX, the way that they built up, because our ceiling only went to the top of the pillars. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, anything beyond that is built built by computers. Yes, built by computers. And Luke goes, I'll go to Idris for you. I'll leave New York behind. I can't lose you again. Sorry, I. you're absolutely right. And that's really lovely. I am just ahead on the scene are where Izzy and Lydia are just wheeling this body with a cavernous gaping hole in its chest oh. just through the front door Wait. of the Institute. Okay, before we get there, can we first just quickly talk about Raphael's face? Because you mentioned it, but we got to get back. It's wild. It's really well done. I think that's part CG and part makeup team. So shout out to Congrats Randy Dodlin. Yeah. And uh, shout out to David for playing it so well. I just, I love seeing Magnus be godfather to the downworld. Yeah. You know, especially with Raphael, because he's he's such a person who pushes away any help and pushes away any mm-hmm. kind of care and sentimentality for the most part. And to see him allow Magnus to be there for him in that way is really beautiful. Yeah, I agree. And now we get the cavernous hole. Now to the scene with the cavernous <laughs> body. This is what makes me laugh, right? In what world do we not have like a a basement entrance that we can bring fucking body into? Like, how do we not have and like nobody's really batting an eye? Like nobody Raj pops over and he's like, "Oh, hey guys, we have to chat about this thing." And then there's a bunch of other shadow hunters in the background, and nobody's just like, "This guy goes fucking heart ripped out of his chest." Nobody's freaking out about this. This is like a real. Why is he here? Why does he have a blanket over him? Like, what is going on? This is mental. We, and everyone, they're just chatting next to this body. It's <laughs> just wild to me. Absolutely wild. Oh, that's why. It was a story device. I see. Because out comes the smoke demon. Oh, out he comes. that's why. 
Oh, that makes sense because they have to ignore it. Because then, unbeknownst to us, because we don't do our jobs well sometimes. Yeah, also just like um, a black plume of smoke popping out in the lobby of our institute. Nobody notices. Not a single person. We have do. cameras and detection and highly trained mm-hmm. shadow hunters throughout mm-hmm. the institute. Not a single person mm-hmm. noticed that literally at the front door. Not a single person. Mm-hmm. No, oh, it, dear. It was, event. it was really fast. Yeah. Oh, oh, look, see, now his beautiful face is back. Thanks, Magnus. Yeah, thanks, Magnus. Good boys. Oh, oh my you know goodness. what? That's what it is. UV permanently damages vampires. Because vampires heal the way werewolves do, mm. but not with UV rays, not with sunlight. Oh, I see. So he, Magnus was the only one who could fix him. Yep. Oh, well, this is where we find out that this is the grave dirt Got and it. about the blood. And Got I was it. like, a stupid box. And David goes, no, no, no. I know how to do this. Pop. And even Magnus. I'm surprised that Magnus doesn't know this, though. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, look, if it were me and the secret to my location is my grave dirt and I'm going to hide it in this box, I think I I would not want another cavernous body. I should pause because we should talk about that. I think if I were Camille, I would keep that to myself, especially to, yeah. in, around Magnus. You know, someone who has a good heart, who is sort of against this, like, dangerous frivolity that that she is portraying all over the all over the place all the time she intentionally kept that a secret from magnus would be my guess so that's why he doesn't know but you're right it's rare that he doesn't know something also here's another question this alarm is blaring in the institute Mm. so i know we have wards but Mm. is there just an alarm going off in a park in new york city that people just hear it or do we have sound wards as well i guess it has to be sound yeah it has to be like a sound thing this is going to be a sound listening happening. Very smart. Hey, look, here's a scene where we're putting on our holsters. Putting on the go. holsters. Yeah, this was, I, honestly, it became like they did, you guys, they, you guys all did an amazing job of that. But it did become like second nature, just putting them on. Yeah. It happened so quickly, like props would just hand them to us with or without the weapons in them, whether they needed them to be there. And we would just, we would be talking and putting this stuff on, whatever it was. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Oh, the, this is when all the war tables were new. Yeah. I was so, yeah, I remember we said slowly <laughs> getting these new glimpses of the institute because we I I guess there wasn't really like a shot. It's not really the sort of building that you could get a shot of like just a big sweeping look at this new place that we've that we've put together. Um, yeah. So we get like these little snippets of like the I think even the sword holders are new because we had the ones that used to come out of the yeah. walls and I think we still mm-hmm. have those, but these ones we didn't have. So these are just like yeah. a new addition, which I, I think is very cool. We get to show off our new shiny swords. I gotta say, there's there's a moment. Everybody, everybody just gives Raj the worst time. Even Lydia, because Raj goes, Oh, I'll stay with you. And Lydia goes, Great, the stage just keeps getting better. Oh, <laughs> at the end of the scene. Poor oh Raj. Honestly, what did so he do? Like at I some don't point know. did he did he was he like I don't know. I can't even think of something bad enough that everyone hates him this much. Like, what is he did, like? Even Lydia. Even Lydia, who's a Lydia's pretty new. like normal <laughs> and new. Yeah, it didn't really make any sense. Like, he must have done something real bad to, to be treated this way. I don't know. Oh, now we're here with Clary and Izzy walking around the bowels of the Institute. Interestingly enough, there's a book quote in this scene. No one else is going to teach you how to fight demons in five-inch heels. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Clary, not only is Clary trying to deal with her brother in jail and this demon running around the Institute, but life decisions, you know, as you do when you're 18 years old and yeah. trying to fight demons, you also have life to deal with. Yeah, you do. You do. You do have life to deal with. It's interesting, too, looking at these two women, because you have Isabel, who's, you know, a bit envious of Clary's relationship with her mother. But then you have Clary, who's envious of Isabel's place in the Institute and, and mm. this sureness that she has and who she is and what her her place is in the world and um yeah no one's no one else is going to teach you how to fight in five inch heels that's why they make such good partners that's Uh-oh. what's next raj's demon oh that's why raj's demon demon, demon raj eyes. oh wow he just had his whole fingers like inside her chest yeah. cavity for a second there that was really something this is the part this is the episode of our show where we really got to go for it they really yeah. started letting us Go for the blood and the gore and the uh, oh, oh broken, broken arm. arm ow ow ow. Let's go, Alec. Let's go. This is also credit where credit's due here. Matt didn't have a fake draw strength bow until like late season two, like like episode eighteen nineteen season two. So the 
bow that he's pulling yeah. every time that he's drawing, I think was like 40 pounds. So for any archers yeah. out there who know what the poundage of a bow is, he's pulling and holding 40 pounds worth of weight with this backhand and pushing the other half of that away with mm -hmm. his hand and just holding it there in place for yeah. as long as possible. I don't think any of us at any point ever felt unsafe with him. I mean, he never had an arrow actually knocked yeah. on the string, but I don't think any of us ever felt unsafe around that with his bow. No. And that's not easy to do. I mean, when I did Arrow, there were multiple times where I'd have to do entire scenes with my bow drawn and mine was only 15, 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm we, but also, you know, that, that wasn't easy to do. And I can didn't only have, imagine. You didn't have thing. a, I can't remember which one's which, reflex and compound bow. Which one did you have? It didn't have the, did it have the pulleys? It did, but they weren't really active. Like I it see. was, it was more for show. They just got geared it. it up to make it look cool. And it was just an actual practical Got it, got it, got it. Bow. Yeah. But it was it wasn't weighted very much, but it was still enough where I my arm would be course, shaking yeah. after, you know, a couple of shots. Yeah. So credit to Matt there. Yeah, wild. And he used to hold it weirdly as well. He would like pinch it and still just had enough strength to do it. Oh yeah. Wild to me. Wild to me. It's interesting. We have an archer on Walker Independence as well, the um Justin who plays the our Native American character, and he he plays an Apache on the show and he's drawing his bow the way that the Apaches did, which is a different grip as well. It's oh, just, interesting. It's, which is, it's a thumb grip as opposed to the thing. Oh, interesting. Or anything else. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. I'm, I'm still learning things. Archery is following me wherever I go, yeah. which I very much appreciate. But here, speaking of following you, the ghost of your father is haunting you, uh, given that you're in the city of bones. Yeah. Not the real ghost, but the guilt by association ghost. Yeah. Rather. Yeah, I'm about to get sort of semi-tortured. Um, Is this the first time we properly see the Soul Sword? The new one, yeah. This Because we saw the old one when you were in the City of Bones in episode two, season one. Um, but this new one, yeah, is this is the first time that we saw it, which mysteriously disappeared at the end of the show. I think I know who has it. I've just realized something. Mm. So in episode two, in season one, that sword was entirely CG. Oh, was it? But they built, yeah, 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 because they didn't hang a sword over my head in the mm. uh, in the actual city of bones. But interestingly enough, this sword they actually it, I've just realized they had to make a practical version mm -hmm. of what they created in VFX. See, no, they changed it. Oh, the did one, they? Yeah, the VFX one from season one is a different sword, and it doesn't look like this. I'm I'm like ninety percent mm -hmm. sure. Okay, well, never pretty mind. sure. So, for those who aren't as familiar with the mythology of the show. Uh, the soul sword is one of the mortal instruments, and it it when you touch it, it forces you to tell the truth. It also kills downworlders. Very powerful weapon. Currently, it's held in the city of bones and used by the uh, Silent Brothers in in interrogations and yeah. in other uh, clave business. Correct, correct, correct. Um, heavy as well. This one. This was the real. I don't know if we ever had. Uh, did we have a rubber version of this? I don't think we did. I think it was just the practical one. Oh no, we did because I. You fought. We with had it to have once, done. It. I fought with it. Yeah, you know we had it. to have have. Yeah, we had to have had a rubber one for that for sure. Although, I hope I do remember that fight scene hurting. <laughs> I don't know. I think that particular fight scene, if I remember, it was a cold. Yeah. And B, you had a lot of insert shots that you had to use the real sword. That was it, it. That it was, was a it. lot of yeah. like impact moments of having to use the shiny one, and um, yeah. not always as fun. Not always as fun. Correct. This was the first time I really got to act with Nick as well, which was really like he's so he's such a good scene partner. Yeah. Firstly, he's so committed and prepared and talented, but then also just a joy to be around on set. He's just such a nice yeah. dude. So yeah. it, it, all encompassing, like everything he brings to to a set is just positive. Like I can't think of mm -hmm. one negative thing, especially when you're doing a scene like this that's like hard work mentally and emotionally and i think i do a bunch of screaming at the end i'm pretty sure and that's like it sucks when you do the screaming stuff you hyperventilate and it's it's hard work um so this is you you want to have someone like this you know with you the whole time which is super nice mm -hmm. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I bet you're smart. Yeah. And you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Um, next, we have to discuss this scene with uh, our downworlder friends, mm. Magnus, Raphael, and Simon. Simon and Magnus have a lovely heart-to-heart on the balcony, which book fans will know the story of Blackfire's Bridge and what almost happened. At I don't. Magnus Educate me. Magnus almost threw himself off of Blackfire's Bridge at a oh, certain shit. point. Um, when he was, I think it had something to do with his father and... Mm losing someone he loved very dearly and Camille stopped him. Got it. And those of you who know London know that Blackfriars Bridge is a real place that actually exists. And uh, that's why when people, when parts of the shadow fam visit London, they're always like, Whoa, Blackfriars Bridge. Cause it. it's a landmark in our yeah. world. Wow. That's wild. Um, but this is the first time too, that, you know, Simon is seeing another side of Magnus and mm-hmm. seeing his struggle as well in, in becoming a down and being a downloader. And what that can mean to have eternal life. Yeah. Now, now we're back at the Institute and Jocelyn has shown up in Clary's bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, last time they spoke, they had a big disagreement. It's a bittersweet scene because it is a moment where they get to reconnect and go, look, I'm not going to hold these lies over you for the rest of my life, but I'm not going to go with you. Right. And after talking to Alec, after talking to Isabel, Clary makes the choice to stay in New York, no matter what her mom does. And yeah. I think it breaks Jocelyn's heart a little bit. But Clary has finally found a place and a home. That's all she's ever wanted. On sweet moment between mom and daughter. Now back to torture. Yeah, back to torture. All these silent brothers are wearing masks except for Stephen. And it was like, it was warm in there. And I was genuinely worried one of these guys was going to pass out at one point. But nobody did. They all just stood there. They were absolutely professional. They did a great job. Good for them. Yeah, I remember it being so warm. It was super warm. There was so much fire. And mm-hmm. it was still hot that September. Mm-hmm. Oof. Blah, blah, blah. Torture, torture, torture. Nick does an amazing job. Silent Brothers do an amazing job. Yeah, uh, really And it does. turns out I'm still in love with my sister. Gross. Tries to kill himself. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Jace tries to end it all here. I think a combination of like shame and the torture and probably loneliness as well. Like I think, I, I think like my little PSA about this is if you're ever feeling low, you got to find someone to reach out to, whoever it is, whether it's mm-hmm. a trained professional or a friend or whomever, but you need to make sure that you share that with somebody because this is not the answer, never the answer. I got to say, Dom, there's such a, a heartbreakingly beautiful moment with it. And it really shows, because this is one of the first times we've gotten to see the the other side of the soul sword. There is this mm. thing of this tension that it brings out when it's bringing out the truth and you have that so much. But then when the soul sword strikes against you, when you try and use it against yourself, you just crumble because it, 
I can't remember exactly. Do you remember the mythology of exactly what it does? No, but I remember what I was told on set. Yeah. It was meant to feel like air or pressure in in my head expanding from the inside. That's what it was meant to feel. It was meant to feel like my head was going to explode off my body. Mm -hmm. So like if you can imagine, I guess, and this is sort of how I thought through it, if you can imagine, obviously we can see what Jace looks like in this and it, it isn't happening. But what I thought was happening is that the bones in my skull were starting to break as the as the pressure started to build outwards and I could feel them cracking around my head. And obviously then jaw and, you know, sagomatic bones under your eyes and then your nose and your teeth and everything. That's what that's what that was supposed to feel like is just all of a sudden this it starts to expand from the inside, which is pretty well, fucking grim. But there you go. That's where we're at. Now we're on to the floaty powder scene that we were talking about. Uh, Yes, where Magnus takes the grave dirt. Could anyone have done that? Or did that have to be Magnus with his magic powers? I didn't see any blue coming out of his hands. Mm, I don't think... I I think anyone could have done it, but I think they only trust Magnus to do it Mm, because Raphael and and Simon are both sired by Camille. Yeah. So she has a little bit of a... That makes sense. So we get Camille back and she's in a cage. Now shit's getting interesting. Cut to Matt has a bloody hand. Oh, for what reason? Clary calls Simon. Finally. Finally. Clary calls Simon. He's like, hey, buddy. I'm oh, just yeah, checking yeah, in. I yeah, hope yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. come around the corner and then we have bloody hand Matt. Yeah, bloody hand Matt. Something's gone down. But to whom? If I haven't given it away already. All uh, right. And then come around the corner. Uh-oh, bloody footprint. Clary's yeah. bedroom. Not great. Who is it? Mm-hmm. But our dear beloved Jocelyn on the floor, heart ripped out of her chest. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Does Dead he mom. he doesn't know yet? He doesn't know yet. He doesn't know until he comes around the corner. Yeah. yeah, because the mythology of this demon is that it takes over your brain and you have no memory of what you've done. You Got just it. wake up with a bloody hand. Um, Got it. And I remember we had to spend so much time, especially with this next scene with the CCTV footage, mm. because we didn't want it to ever seem because Alec and Jocelyn never got along and they were mm-hmm. actually in contention. And that's part of what this demon does is it takes the person that you have negative feeling towards and exacts yeah. those vengeful feelings and exacerbates them until you rip their heart out. But we never wanted Alec to have any intent of doing right. this to Jocelyn. Of course, yeah. So we, I remember there was a lot of discussion and, and Matt was really cognizant as well of making sure that it was very clear the delineation between what was the demon's choice and what was Alex's decision yeah. to do. Because that was not a storyline we wanted to do. Yeah. Man, that's just I remember brutal. reading it like, wow, we're really going there. Yeah. Because like season one, nobody <laughs> really love... dies, right? Like people get close, yeah, but nobody really. really dies. I mean, Simon dies. But then it, it comes back. But then comes back. Like... <laughs> Nobody dies and stays dead. And in season one, does anyone die and stay dead? Like any of our like sort of core group, does anyone die and stay dead? No. We thought Dot did, but then she came back in season two. So true enough. Yeah, I, I think Dot was the only one. Yeah, so interesting, eh? Oh, uh, Camille is is going after Magnus about Alec, and they're talking about Queen Victoria's coronation. Got it. Basically, Camille feels betrayed because she thought that she and Magnus were on the same side. Yeah, but she but crossed a line. Protecting... You did cross a line, Camille. She did. She did. You she did. She I get so line. indignant about this. You crossed the line. You started killing people. Stop being such a bitch. It's enough yeah. out of you. Hundreds. She sighed hundreds of vampires. <sighs> Wrong. Not allowed. Harry breaks my heart. Whenever they give him so a chance to, to be emotional, he breaks my heart every single time. Because it's honest. It's honest. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't look like... I, I know that I've done this in stuff previously and I'm sure I'll make this mistake again in my future where like I'm thinking about it I'm aware that I'm sad and that is like a thought process in my hand in my head but he I don't ever see that with him I see sadness not a process of sadness I just see sadness I think that's really cool that's something I've always aspired Mm -hmm. to to work on with him and in in the real way that emotion sneaks up on you, it always mm. seems to just sneak up on him in, in a way. And I don't know if that's the character or that's him or it's, yeah. I mean, it's just Harry's brilliance. Oh, oh, that's right. This is the scene where Magnus mi- lets Camille think that she's glamored him mm-hmm. and then zaps her to Idris. Mm-hmm. I hear the weather's a delight. Who? <laughs> that boy. That a boy. Look at that portal. Again, brilliant combination of fan on the day on her hair and the portal and Harry and it just yeah all good stuff all good oh, stuff oh poor Simon poor Simon's like hey your message cut off what's going on 
Hope you're okay. I'm coming to the Institute. I'll see you in a minute. Buddy. Yeah. It's about to get bad. Then we're back in the City of Bones. I think I did this whole episode in the City of Bones except for one scene right at the end. Yep. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Poor Steven's taken a knife to the old back. He's in trouble. Oh, yeah. Dear old dad shows up. Dear old dad shows up. Oh, yeah. Can't open the door with a dead shadow on his hand. That's a shame. Oh, yeah. That's a shame. So you're trapped. The synonyms for different blade sounds when you have the closed captioning on is amazing. Like swishes and clanks. It's like reading an old school comic book. It's fucking awesome. I'm super into it. Oh, that's right. Jay saves Aldertree's life here. Yeah. That's how I get semi-forgiven, but not quite forgiven. I still have to clean swords for two episodes. Well, yeah. I mean, a little bit, you know. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. They could have, you know, they could have at least let you heal for a couple of days first. You were in the city. Yeah, like I'm still be up. Like I still have broken (laughs) nose and like probably some glass still still inside, like subcutaneous somewhere. And this sucks. Couldn't have just, yeah, just two days. Couldn't give me two days of just like three a day and somewhere to sleep that's safe. Nope. Right. Just shout out to the intensity of Alan Van Sprang as well. Yeah. Just he's he has a way of such menace and heart simultaneously. Oh, oh. that's right. Oh, Whack. oh, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. The, the the thing to the yeah. forehead, John Cor. Poor John Cor. Oh, I got Loyal to Hodge. fight with the Soul Sword here. So of course there was a fake one. That's where wow. it was. I knew you had to fight with it at a certain point. Man, I miss these fight scenes. This was like my first wire pull as well. This is my first time Dean strapped a wire to me and just yanked me back eight feet, nine feet. Wow. Yeah, real look down memory lane here, huh? Hi, Kitty. Yeah. Actually, this was the first time I did a a Dino wire pull as well. In this episode? Oh, that's right, because you have the... Did my first wire stunt ever. Yeah. Wow. Momentous day. How do I get out of this? (laughs) Um, Let's find out. Let's find out. Oh, he takes the sword off of you because they're going to take you captive and kill Aldertree. And then you kill a couple of circle members. Yeah, I'm, I've seen that. Necks. And now I've got I've got dad with the sword against my neck. Older trees tied up. Dot's there. Take my son, kill the other one. Because they decide they're going to just take you captive and kill him. Yeah, for some reason by hand, not using any of their weapons. Snap a dude's neck. That's how mm-hmm. I get out of it. It's because mm-hmm. stupid bad guys were just like, oh, let's just grab the best shadow answer in the world with. And then whack, his face goes into the wall. And now nah, he's a goner. Older tree, you best be grateful. He's not going to be. No, he's not. I remember. I remember. Oh, now Izzy's a demon. Izzy's a demon. Could I do in a demon walk? Let's go, Izzy. Let's go. I remember Mediev doing the stunts on this day because Isabel throws Clary across the Mm -hmm. room. And I remember because I didn't have a jacket on. It was a short sleeve shirt. Mediev couldn't wear any pads pads on her elbows or anything. And And she... Huge credit to Mediev, my my stunt double for seasons two onward. She would throw herself across a room with reckless abandon. And I was always terrified for her. She's the most amazing stunt double. Oh, my God. She bounced off the ottoman, too? Yeah. This (gasps) floor, we all fought on this at some point. And it's just like solid concrete. It's almost like marble. It is so solid. And if you come down on it just a little bit wrong, you feel it for like a week. It's really rough when when you come down. But... You know, oh, there's the wire stunt. Whack. Up in the air. I remember they were, because we were doing this practically with me and Emerod, and they just kind of said to me, please don't hurt Emerod when mm. you come to them. Please be mm-hmm. careful how and where you land. you got to do it. Like, it, this is this is the thing yeah. that people forget about with stunts. Like, it's not keeping yourself safe so much. Like, you're sort of semi-aware of your body. It's the other part of it. It's not hurting anybody else. Like, I fly at you at one point with a sword. You remember at the end of season three, I fly at you with that sword and have to not stab you seconds before actually stabbing you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild, man. You got to have a good team. We had a good stunt team. We had an amazing stunt team and they really talked did. us through it and everyone was safe at all points. I don't think other than like little nicks and bruises here and there, I don't think anyone got actually really hurt at any point. No, no, no. I don't think so. Just just a few. From season two onward, we were fine. Yeah. So here we are back in... In the institute, demon's gone, Izzy's safe. Jace comes Mm -hmm. back in, slow motion. Love a slow motion walk. Everyone looks good in a slow motion walk. Just like Mm -hmm. walk in like, yo, the fuck's going on? What happened? What happened, guys? Like was, hey, everyone good? No? Your mom's dead? 
Why Welcome to my world. Yeah. What's <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Claire just sits down. Jace is like, uh, what happened, guys? What happened here? Is <laughs> uh, Izzy's on the floor. We good? Is everyone good yeah. like that? Poor Izzy. I love how Simon just like shoves you out of the way as well. Yeah, that's fair. Move. That's fair. I, Jace honestly should have gone straight to Isabel. Like the fact that he yeah. even had a thought for a second of like, Clary's sad, but also sister has to come. Like, let's go figure out what's going on there. Like that should have been the thought process. And then there's a little, just like a little hint of jealousy. The focus pool that we use with the Simon, Clary, Jace love triangle oh so often with just oh, different yeah. people in soft background dependent on yeah. where you are in the story. <laughs> it's honestly amazing that Simon and Jace never hooked up, really. I think he I says that say. at some point. I think he even says yeah. at some point, it's a miracle that I haven't slept with Jace at this point. And I'm like, listen, buddy, you're a handsome dude. You're absolutely right. You're a catch. And I don't know what Clary was thinking. Oh, wait, I'm. I, it's taken me on to episode five. Stop. We have to stop. Stop. We're not on Hold episode on. five yet. iPad, stop it. Goodness Good gracious. Grief. Well, Honestly. that takes us to the end of this episode. And my goodness, what an eventful episode it was. It is interesting to kind of see all of these pieces connect mm -hmm. as we're diving back in. Uh, for those, just I feel as though it needs to be mentioned in the books, this was a huge, this is one of our first big departures from the books. Because in the books, Jocelyn does not die. In the mm -hmm. books, Jocelyn makes it to the end of the series. And in fact, the last three books are about Jocelyn and Luke's wedding being planned. And then the book culminates in their wedding happening at the very, very end. We do something a little different yeah. on the show. Nope. That's not happening. <laughs> no wedding. No nuptials, guys. Sorry. Well, not theirs. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was like, who gets yeah. married? <laughs> Duh. Come on. Come on. And now man. I remember. <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. And also, let's say oh, um, at this point, a very, very fond farewell to Stephanie Bennett, John Court, and Caitlin Lieb. We love having you on the show. And Maxim. Maxim right. Roy. And Maxim Roy. That's absolutely right. Yeah. We adored having you on the show, and I know the fans felt the same. And um, thank you for all of the hard work that you put in. Absolutely. And the world to all of us. Some of our best heroes and villains and everything in between. But uh, yes. as on all, all shows of this nature, people die. People die. People do <laughs> die. Absolutely. People have to die. And you have a chance of bringing her back at, at one point yeah. later on. So let's, you know, listeners, tune in to see if she brings her mum back. She doesn't. Well. <laughs> she doesn't. Well, it's not the last time we see her face on the show. Not by Clary's doing, but... Uh... Is that true? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Was I Was I there? Was... Like, am I even in this show? I don't remember what happens half the time, honestly. <laughs> this was, it was like six years ago Done. and three concussions yeah, ago. this is a while ago. Oh, geez, Louise. Yeah. Well, Dom, despite your three concussions in six years, it's been a pleasure rediscussing this episode with as you as always. always. As always. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. It's been our absolute joy to talk to you. And next week we'll be discussing episode five. Absolutely. can't remember what it's called, but it, I know it's the fifth episode. Uh, it's called Dust and Shadows. Dust and Shadows. Love it. And it's, I can tease that we will be discussing the infamous goat feet, the baby goat feet in this next episode. That's this episode? That's this next episode. Aren't you excited, Dom? <laughs> so excited. That, I genuinely, <laughs> I'm so excited. I think, like, little hint <laughs> of what we're going to talk about, that's probably the hardest I've ever laughed in my entire life. Genuinely, I think be so. mostly because we had to contain it. I, we can't talk about <laughs> this now, but that is genuinely the next hardest step, I've step. ever laughed. It was un. Yeah unacceptable ah well there you go until next time thank you very much well angels thank you funerals baby goat feet new warlocks we'll see you next time Return to the Shadows is hosted and executive produced by me, Catherine McNamara, and Dominic Sherwood. Our executive producer is Ling Lee. Our senior producers are Liz Hayes and Diego Tapia. Our producers are Hannah Harris and Kristen Vermilia, and our intern is Sam Katz. Original music by Alex Kinsey and performed by Alex Kinsey and Catherine McNamara. The episode was mixed by Seth Alansky. Be sure to subscribe to Return to the Shadows wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave us a review. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.